this is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty sidekick, co-host, friend, Ramon B. How are things in that booth over there? It's <laughs> is that what they call this? Let's call it a booth. Yes. It looks like a padded cell. It could be. Could the be. booth. Is you look that good they, in there. Is that what they call your little room, the booth? Uh, no, they call it the... Um, Control room. The room where we keep him. Got a lot of dials, a lot yeah. of buzzers, a lot of, a lot of stuff. So as always, we start the day with what I like to call the headlines of the day. Now, these are actual printed on paper. You know it's real. I can see that. Look at that. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Oh, a survey. Another survey. Oh, we never tired we of love surveys. those surveys so much. So a survey. Now they had they came out with a survey that twenty five top places to live in America. Did you see that? I did see that uh, mm-hmm. on an email. Yeah. Now interestingly, New York City was not one of the twenty five best places to live, and one of the residents of New York City was quoted as saying, "I'm shocked." While he was living in a two-bedroom apartment with iron bars on the windows, shared with six roommates, each paying four thousand dollars. Now, the only reason that. why we're nice. using that sound effect is because we didn't <laughs> use it on the last broadcast, <laughs> and it felt left out. We we left that one out. That yes, was a we whole did. week ago. I'm surprised yeah, you remember. No, that I remember. An I write entire this week ago, he remembers I, he, the sound effects. Oh my god! I have it all. He doesn't catalog. remember much else, but he does remember the sound effects. Oh, that's my job. That's true. All right. So I was thinking um, – There's your problem right there. There's a problem. So I'm going to quit that. That's my New Year's resolution. It's not New Year's. That's – if I was thinking, I would know that. But uh, why is it that fearless agents don't have to worry about anything? OK? So fear, if you're a fearless agent coaching student, there's a whole lot of things that you are trained how to do that keeps you from worrying about the stuff that normal agents – have to worry about. So one of them is gross incompetence. So if you survey, um, I always talk about how I was flying one time on Southwest Airlines. And they used to, they don't do this anymore. They used to have the in-flight magazine. They don't Mm -hmm. do that anymore. Yeah. SkyMall? Or am I thinking of something else? They got rid of that. SkyMall went out of business. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all that. Now, I have uh, been guilty because I flew... (laughs) had a thousand airplane flights in probably ten years. Wow. And I have purchased some things out of SkyMall. That have you? that worked. Yeah. It finally finally caught me to so buy crazy stuff. Um but in the they had the top five, you know, we love these top ten lists. If you read any woman's magazine especially, it's top ten this, top ten. All that. the time. All these always doing top ten lists. I do. So uh my top ten list, as you know, my is the top ten Amish pickup lines. I recall that. Uh, My how that shapeless black dress flatters thee. Dost thou come to these barn raisings often? Really witnesses my favorite movie too. You know, what a coincidence that both our last names are Yoder. That kind of stuff. You know. Anyway, 
So uh, I'm reading the in-flight magazine. It says top five least respected professions. Okay. Mm. So guess who made the list? That's right. Yep. Real estate agents, yep. least respected professions, not Why? pilots, Why? not architects. Why? So, of course, uh, attorneys were on the list, used car salespeople, um, politicians were on the list. But who was number one? It was real estate agents. And that is because I wrote it down here. It says on this card, gross incompetence. That's the problem with the real estate industry. Hmm. So I got into the real estate business and I noticed they were teaching me everything to do common sense would tell me the opposite would be true, literally. So, And I don't know how that happened, why that happens, but uh, the people who are training people are uh, – oh, this is another thing. The lowest – this is the problem right here. In America, you know, you can major in different things in college. Mm-hmm. So which major has the lowest SAT scores? Education. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. The The people who are teaching your children are the dumbest morons on planet Earth. What if we have any former teachers who are listening? Well, they'll agree. They know. (laughs) Yeah, they're not geniuses. You don't get into real estate because you're a genius, of course. So, um, in fact, if you're listening to this podcast at all, let's prove your IQ is lower than average. Maybe. I don't know. That's why I'm here. That's why we're just here for the jokes. But, uh, yeah, the people who teach realtors how to sell are people who – failed at selling real estate themselves. And uh, I was talking to one of my coaching students about this yesterday. I would say, you know, how do you become a title company weasel, these people that are trying to sell you title insurance? Oh, you were a failed realtor. That's how you get there. And then they are constantly teaching classes to realtors to make it even worse. So uh, here's some things that keep fearless agent coaching students from having to Fail. We have to teach you, you know, from the ground up. Um, so, and this is true of even experienced real estate agents that come to me. We teach them from the ground up because they we know they were taught wrong. So, there's a difference between experienced and knowledgeable. That's very you could, true. Very could true. You do it for a long time and doing it wrong. That's what I did for five years in real estate. I did it wrong. So, when you're a fearless agent. You are – imagine you're walking up to the uh, listing appointment. You're going to know things that no one – now, you would assume, of course, that they have spoken with another agent. Your competitor or competitors were there already. And if that's true, you have a huge advantage because now you're going to look so much better than they do. So – and in fact, I was talking to one of my coaching students this morning and he said, oh, I never have to worry about anything because the fearless agent listing presentation is going to get me the listing. If I want it, I'm going to get it. If the people are nice and sane and smart, they're going to do exactly what I tell them to do. They're going to want to do business with me every time. Uh, And if they're not nice and sane and smart, you wouldn't want that experience anyway. So he always gets the listing. And uh, so you are not going to violate the – principles of sales. So one is you never talk commission until they're sold on the price. You never talk – and you've heard me say this before on the podcast. You never talk price until they're sold on listing their house with you tonight. And then you would never talk about you and your company to anybody who wasn't really sold already on using a realtor. So 
if you need to, you would do the for sale by owner presentation first to sell them on the idea of using a realtor. Then you would go to the listing presentation. So like my my coaching student today, he said, um, yeah, I go in. I go directly to the kitchen table. I'm not doing what all the other agents that they met with do, which is take the tour of the house and try to butter them up about how great this is and how great that is. He sits right down at the table. He asks the right questions. He does the expired list intro to get their head right, puts him in charge immediately, gets their head right, lets them know what's at stake. Then he does the preview of coming attractions to make them feel comfortable with what he's going to do while he's there. And then uh, then he goes into the questions. Now, at the end of the four questions, which is probably 15 or 20 questions depending on their situation and everybody's situation is different, um, they're 100 percent sold on him. Then he takes the tour. So uh, he, he gives a little trial close at the end that every fearless agent does. And then he takes the tour. So he's not doing that the way other agents do it. He's pointing out problems and selling them on not making changes before before they sell their house, not straightening up, sprucing up, staging, none of that baloney, okay? He's going to get them more money because they didn't do that stuff and they are already convinced that he knows what he's talking about before he ever take the tour. He sold – they're sold on him. So they're going to do what he tells them to do and he knows that. So then when he comes back, by the way, before he goes, he's doing the market analysis or the CMA as we call it, otherwise known for the brand new folks as Country Music Awards. Hmm. So he's doing the CMA differently. He's not looking at sold comps ever. Fearless agents don't do that and fearless agents are much more accurate in the way they do the market analysis. And the mindset of it is because he knows he's going to have them sold on him before he ever mentions pricing, he doesn't have to do the CMA in such a way to think, oh, gee, I hope they like this. He doesn't care if they like it or not. He's trying to be accurate. He's, he, of course, is guessing. But once it's on the market, the market is going to tell him the truth about you know, what what an actual fair market value is. So he's trying to do a very educated, smart guess of what fair market value is. But he's not saying, I'm going to, if I'm wrong, I'm going to raise it a little. In fact, you want to guess low. If you're unsure at all, you would want to guess low. So when when he books the appointment, he asks them the million-dollar question. He says, you know, if you were going to after he's booked the appointment, he's asking them a bunch of questions and then at the end of column one of the questions that he's asking so he can do in a market analysis, you know, how many bedrooms, how many baths, how many, you know, family room, you know, all, all that stuff, fireplace. If you were going to win a million dollars, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? So he gets that question answered. Now they say uh, – we'll use low numbers to keep it simple. They say 350000 OK. Or let's say he told me this morning they said uh, uh, 950000 But whatever they say. So if somebody says 350000 
more often than not, they're wrong. They're never exactly right. That isn't what fair market value is. Now, do you think more often than not, they're wrong high or they're wrong low? What would you guess, Ramon? High. Every yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. Every Only about 99.999% yeah. of the time are they wrong high. Then when the typical average agent does their CMA, are they wrong? They're always wrong. Are they wrong high or low? Well, of course, they also are wrong high. So kind of a little rule of thumb that I've noticed in my coaching is if the seller's answer to the million-dollar question was 350 and by the way, if I had asked that same seller, not the million-dollar question, but what do you think your house would sell for or what do you think your house is worth, they would have said 375 But the the get some, you know, what do you think realistically a buyer would pay for your house? They'd say three fifty. Now they know it's not worth three fifty. They're hoping it is, but they know it's worth three twenty five. Then the agent, they do their CMA and they tell me that the seller's price opinion was three fifty. They tell me that their opinion, the agent's opinion, is three twenty five. Pretty good bet it's three hundred. That has been that has been the case more often than not. So 300 turns out to be what fair market value is. So if you know that you've got the seller's voice in your head and you're probably going to guess high, if you're going to guess wrong, be wrong low. So say 300. So at the end of the fearless agent pricing uh, uh, listing presentation, he knows he's going to get the listing. He says, so in a nutshell, that's my philosophy of helping you get you know, way more for your house than you could get any other way, would you say that's definitely what you're looking for? And they, of course, always say yes. So if we can agree on a price, or I think more important than a price might be a pricing strategy, uh, is it fair to say we're going to get the ball rolling tonight? Now, when they say, oh, yeah, Bob, you're the agent for me. We've talked to other agents. You're completely different. Now, that's what I always heard. I always, all fearless agents always hear that. They say, oh, yeah, we talked to these other agents. They obviously didn't know what they were doing. You're way better. You're way different. We trust you. And yes, we're listing our house with you. So you hear that before you've ever talked price. Fearless agents always hear that before they talk price. When they're sitting in front of a real seller, meaning they're nice, they're sane, they're smart, they have a ton of equity to pay you with. They're deadly serious about selling their house at fair market value if that's the best they can do, whatever that turns out to be because they're a real seller. They have to sell. And, and you just prospect differently so you're only sitting in front of those types of people. So when you're a fearless agent – I, again, you sit on the throne made of the skulls of your enemies and you don't have to put up with all the crap that other people do. That's always going to be your experience if you don't skip steps. So you know that when you're doing the CMA. And then you say, okay, you know, so let's, let's talk price. And before I do, I just want you to know that I've done what every other agent does, including the ones you've met with. The only difference is I've done it correctly. So we do this thing called a market analysis. I do it the opposite way of every other agent you have ever talked to or ever would talk to. And of course, it's much more accurate. But again, I'm wrong. I'm guessing. 
But if I'm going to be wrong, I want to be wrong low because that doesn't ever hurt you. And again, they already trust me when I'm saying this to them. So what an incompetent agent would do was would be round up, okay? But you give them your opinion of fair market value. What an incompetent agent would do would be give them a range. You say, oh, it's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of, I don't know, you know, 90,000 to 115 or or uh, 950 to a million one or, uh, you know, whatever range you give them, they only hear that high number. They never hear the lower number. So that is flat out incompetent. No good trained agent, never would a fearless agent ever give them a range. You're going to give them one number that is your opinion of what fair market value is and you define what fair market value is. Not the number, the amount, but the definition of the term fair market value. It is the price at which you would get after the initial spurt is over and you're active in the MLS, like in the third week of being active, you would get no more than a showing a day and no less than. So that's what we're trying to guess because every agent – non-fearless agent or fearless agent knows that if you're getting a showing a day, not more and not less, that it is going to sell at that price in no more than 30 days. That's the definition of fair market value. It has nothing to do with comps, comps, schmomps. That has nothing to do with it. So when you're on the market, you will know if you're overpriced or underpriced, and you will not know that until you're on the market. The market will tell you what your listing is worth, not the other way around, okay? So so my coaching student, he doesn't have to worry about what the seller's opinion is of, of fair market value because they trust him. They're already sold on him. They said, yes, we're going to do business with you tonight before he ever mentions that. So – Then you get done with the pricing presentation. There's a close at the end of the pricing presentation. Then he's going to estimate the net. It's incompetent not to do that. So I'm not going to sit with a seller and expect them to make a decision on listing with me or not or selling their house or not if they don't know how much they're going to net when I'm done. And if I can't accurately estimate the net – then I'm incompetent. Okay? I'm the real estate professional. It's my job. To, it's, like, it's like going to a doctor. You're going to have a routine surgery. I mean, we're not doing anything that's not routine in real estate. And the doctor, you say, how long will, how long will it be till I'm out of the hospital? And the doctor says, well, I have no idea. I've never done this before. I was like, okay, I think I need a second opinion. You know? So realtors do this commonly. Now, I was taught you always estimate the net. So we teach you a formula when you're a fearless agent coaching student where you're estimating the net and it's low and you can estimate it low. That way, when you get them more than that, they're pleasantly surprised. Now, most agents do the exact opposite because they're incompetent. They estimate it high saying, oh, I want to get the listing. Well, again – my, my students, they've already got the listing. They don't have to do all that stuff. 
They don't have to talk high prices to get them to list. They've already decided to list with you. You know, you, your, your, your formula is so well-defined. Do you ever catch right. students? Why I drink coffee. Might as well. Do you ever catch students saying, well, I followed your formula, but I changed it just a little bit here because I didn't oh, yeah. quite. Oh, yeah. Because their feelings up. are attacking them. That's they it. have the seller's voice in their head. Gotcha. And everything about your feelings. Wanna, is the name of my company Feelings Agent? No. <laughs> so uh, you can Google Feelings Agent. And you'll see Tom Ferry, Mike Ferry, Brian Buffoonery, oh. and all that other crap there. So you're you're going into it knowing that you're trying to do the seller a favor. Now, you what you want, the outcome I want, is that I'm – I'm netting the seller, net, after all expenses are paid, tens of thousands, fifties of thousands, hundreds of thousands, depending on the price range, but at least tens of thousands, more than they could ever net with any other agent doing it any other way. So as long as I've done that, I'm going to be happy with the job I did. The seller is going to know that, and they're going to be thanking God I was their agent. So when I bring them an offer, the net that I'm estimating on the offer. So again, now I'm doing a not a formula, which I was doing to estimate the net. I'm doing a actual worksheet on paper. There's not going to be some stupid app or something like that that moronic agents do because they got it from the title company or their company. So I'm going to do it on paper and I'm going to have them initial it. So I'm and I'm going to fudge the numbers rounding everything up. So I'll load in some expenses that probably would not happen, but just in case, so that when the actual check they get or the wire transfer they get at closing, it's going to be higher than what I told them to get. Now they love me again. And every time at one of these things where they go, oh, that's better than what we thought it would be, I'd say, and by the way, who do you know? that might be thinking of selling a house or, and I'm looking for referrals. Yeah, absolutely. So most agents get the opposite experience. How do I know that? Oh, that's right. The magazine, in-flight magazine, it's, it's next to the Sky Mall, mm-hmm. told me that, that the only people the consumer hates worse and trusts less than realtors are politicians – we had lower approval rates of politicians, used car salesmen, lawyers. Oh, my God. And it's because we let our feelings dictate what we do mm-hmm. rather than our skills. So when you're a fearless agent, you don't have to put up with that baloney. You're going to have a good experience every time, and all you have to do is this. So please write this down. You're going to learn five presentations – And by the way, if any of the stuff we talk about on this podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be learning, earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, you've been through your company training, you know that has not helped you, it probably has hurt you, and you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. And we will see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if that would be a good fit. So call me at 480-385-8810. Go to fearlessagent.com and watch our videos, watch our training videos. If you're a real estate company owner and you'd like to recruit producing agents at prodigious levels, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch that video and then give me a call. 
Uh, go to fearlessagent.tv, hit the subscribe button, uh, and all those free videos that you see would be much better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. That's my guarantee. And then, uh, and never be afraid to call me. Don't email me. Don't text me because salespeople would never do that. Always call me. So what I want want you to do is learn five presentations at your own pace. So it's listing, pricing, for sale by owner, buyer, investor. In addition to that, we teach you how to present offers in a way no non-fearless agent ever could and how to negotiate those offers in a way no non-fearless agent could ever do. So we teach you how to do everything. There is nothing that involves you making money or keeping your sellers happy and satisfied and doing a great job. Really, the coaching is for your clients. You know, you benefit from it, but really is about you doing a great job for your clients and then having them send you a steady stream of referrals. So if you do exactly – and then the words to say on the phone that are nice and comfortable to say, and we only ask smart questions, and we always get our questions answered. So if you're only asking smart questions on the phone, you always get your question answered. You you don't skip steps when you're giving the listing presentation, pr- pricing for sale by owner, buyer, or investor. Then you're always saying the exact right words. You're very confident. You're very competent. You're very professional in any sales situation face-to-face you ever find yourself in. And then you, and then you do everything right on estimating the value of properties. You do everything right on estimating the net. You do everything right on – showing people what they're going to get based on this offer versus that offer. And then um, what do you do uh, uh, to make sure you can do a hundred of those in a year? So if you're going to do a hundred listings a year at 7% and you're going to keep four, and I don't care what market you're in, that includes Canada, yes. Uh, what price range you're in wouldn't matter, 10 million, 2 million, you know, 50,000 would matter. You're always going to charge 7% and keep four because you can. You're always going to get a one-year listing, not because you need it, but because they trust you and you can. Uh, and every seller is going to be loving you and sending you a steady stream of referrals. Then it's about getting your schedule right. So you've got to get your schedule right so that every day looks the same. You probably are going to need an assistant. You're not going to hire an assistant the way any other coach would tell you to do that. We're going to do that the opposite way. That way they make money, you make money, and they stay with you forever and you're not retraining. You would never have a team or be on a team. That would be insanity. That's not going to happen. Uh, but if you do all those things the fearless agent way, there's no limit to how much you can make. And once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do go to fearlessagent.tv, hit the subscribe button. Please go to fearlessagent.com, watch all our videos. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to this fantastic podcast yet, please do that. Ramon, well, they would hit a button or something, right? They would hit a button and give me personally five stars. Is that how that's done? Yes. Give us a five-star review. Again, if you're an owner and you'd like to recruit more producing agents, you go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch that video, and then give me a call at 480-385-8810. 
And until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun, be humble, but most of all, be fearless. Thanks, guys.